Rose, we had the incredible privilege today to learn Yavam is Daf Lamid. And today we had four different Mishnahis. Actually, well, a total of five Mishnahis. Four on Ahmed Aleph, and then an additional one on Ahmed Beis. The four on Ahmed Aleph were focused on the cases of Shlosha Achin. Three brothers. Three brothers. And again, most of the cases were dealing with the case of two of the brothers married to sisters. Ultimately, one of the brothers married to a Nachris, an unrelated woman. And there are a couple of very important Yisodos that came out of this sugya. Number one, which is a concept that we've enforced and reinforced a number of times, Yesh Zika. That ultimately, again, when a woman becomes a widow, there is a quasi-marital bond that exists between her and the surviving brothers. Number one. Number two, Ma'amar Enakona. That when the surviving brother does Ma'amar, so perhaps the most that it does is it strengthens the Zika bond by a little bit, but doesn't really do all that much. And number three, which was the important episode, which you've seen, and of course, what we've learned right from the beginning of the Sefta, that Saras Erva, the co-wife of an Erva, is exempt from Yibam and Chalitza, just like the Erva herself. Well, we also saw two other important ideas. That halacha lemaisa, yibum eligibility, is determined at the moment of widowhood. So lemaisa, what we look at is not what the relationships were at the time of the marriage, but what is everybody's status at the time of the death of the husband. And that's what everything is determined by. And so again, if a person is eligible for yibum chalitza, a woman is eligible for at the time of death, then Allah says she's eligible. But if she is ineligible at the time of the death of her husband, at the moment of widowhood, then she remains ineligible. And one of the things that we saw is that even if her circumstances change, or for example, the circumstances of the other surviving brothers change, so that the reason for original ineligibility is no longer applicable, once ineligible, always ineligible. Where does this come up? Again, we saw this a number of times throughout the daf with a woman who fell to Yibum multiple times within the family. If she is ineligible the first time she falls into the Yibum pool, that ineligibility remains permanent. And again, even if circumstances change, she still remains ineligible. We then saw the Mishnah on Lama number Beis. This was the last Mishnah we did today. And in this particular Mishnah, what we were focused on was was the following, that halacha lemaisa, if you have a case of safek kiddushin or safek gerishin. Now this is a case, a simple case of two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, married to two women, to sisters. And ultimately again, or for that matter, yeah, we'll call it to sisters. And halacha lemaisa, let's call it, or actually let's keep it simpler. Let's say Reuben and Shimon, and Shimon is married to Reuben's daughter, and another wife. But let's say when it comes to Ruvain's daughter, right, remember again it was an erva to Ruvain, so let's say there was a Suffolk Kiddushin or Suffolk Gerishin, a potential doubtful betrothal or a Suffolk, a doubtful divorce. So what's the halacha in this case? If Shimon were to die, then halacha lemaisa, his other wife, the unrelated wife, ultimately again would be chayeves in chalitza, and not Yibum. We'll be obligated in the Chalitza, not Yibum. And again, the Gemara then went on, the Mishnah then went on to explain or went on to define what's the case of Safek Chalitza, I'm sorry, Safek, Safek Gerishin, Safek Yidushin. And the Gemara, the Mishnah went on to explain those cases. We'll say that's pretty much where we got up to today. Merzah Shem tomorrow we'll continue with the Gemara and Shkayach to everyone.